Okay, welcome back, everybody. We got another Dave and Gunner show episode, but uh, really fortunate this week. We, I have a special guest with us uh, today. We got Josh Bressers, security strategist and uh, also part-time podcaster, and we're going to talk about that in a little bit. But we're really excited about Defense in Depth coming up. It's one of our events that we do every year uh, within Red Hat Public Sector, and it's coming up on October 6th, uh, Thursday, October 6th. So check out redhatdefenseindepth.com uh, and get registered, check out the agenda. But anyhow, Josh, welcome welcome to the show. Welcome back. Thanks, Dave. It's always a pleasure. Yeah. So I know one of the reasons why you're excited about Defense in Depth is that you're presenting at it. I am. I get to give two talks this year, actually. So that's twice the fun, right? Right. So what, what are you talking about? So the first thing I'm talking about is our secure supply chain, yeah. which is always an interesting topic by itself. But I'm super excited this year about giving the secure supply chain talk because I'm reworking my presentation yeah. from kind of from the ground up. And rather than just talk about the secure supply chain, which is what I've done in the past, yeah. is I'm going to take a package, we're actually going to add Durell 7.4, and I'm going to kind of travel the journey with it and talk about what's happening or what in some cases has happened at every step along the way. So it's actually a real example instead of just that fluffy, oh, this is sort of what we do sometimes and I'm going to tell you these things, but I can't really prove it necessarily. Yeah. So this is like, this is the real deal. There's something called USB guard that's going, which is a super interesting story on its own, this is a new technology that lets you control who can access the USB ports on a system. Um, and so obviously there, there's, you can set policy. So for example, you could say that, you know, user Dave right. is able to plug in a USB device and say, you know, copy files to it. Whereas user Josh, we don't trust that guy. So he is not. Right, 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 so, right. I mean, it's really interesting on its own. But then, like I said, I'm going to kind of take you through the journey of how this package is going to make its way into RHEL 7.4. And I'll have to work on my, you know, kind of outdoor nature channel uh, documentary voice as we go through this journey, right? <laughs> well, no, I, I I have this mental picture of like a schoolhouse rock video of like how a bill becomes a law. Oh um, my, it's a shame I have no talent because that would be awesome. That 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 would be an awesome video to make. But, uh, but yeah, <laughs> so okay, so you're, you're doing a secure supply chain and you yep, got, yep. what's the other one you're doing? I'm going to cover our security roadmap for, for Red Hat. This isn't just RHEL where we're going to talk about all of Red Hat's security plans for the next probably six months to a year, you know, give or take. Yep. And and I actually I gave this talk at the summit, but I'm hoping to give it kind of more of a public sector spin and go maybe more technical than I did at the summit in some of the areas, just because I understand this is a more technical audience in general. Yep. Yep. Excellent. So yeah, okay. I'm excited. Okay. So you're doing those two sessions, but we got plenty of other people lined up to talk, and we were just going through the agenda a couple yep. of minutes yep. ago and noted some of your favorites. So what what are some of the other ones that, that are going on that it's like you everybody has to go see? So I think the one I'm going to pick on is, is the, the thing I cannot wait to see is there, there's a guy who works for us called Steve Grubb, mm -hmm. and he's working on application whitelisting yep. in the operating system, and he's got this project called FA Policy D which I know isn't much to say, but the idea is you can essentially whitelist what's happening on your system and he's got ways to define policy and what's going on. But from the Linux point of view, this is something that hasn't really existed in the past. There've been ways to whitelist certain things and it may be blacklist other things, but there hasn't been a really nice way to do that in the past. And mm -hmm. so the work Steve's done has me really excited. And in fact, I, I 
he showed this to me, a, a demo, probably about a year ago. And I was super excited about it then. And now it's actually a thing. So I, I tell everyone I can how cool this is. And I can't wait to see it. And so watching, and I believe Steve is going to do a live demo of it, which ah. is, it's, it's fantastic to watch what's going on. And in fact, funny enough, the other thing I'd love to tell here is the first time Steve showed it to me is all it did was it would tell you every time a file was accessed on your system, right? I mean, that doesn't sound very exciting, but obviously that's step one. And he actually found out that in the uh, Cinnamon desktop manager he was running, every time it updated the clock once a second, it read the time zone file which was a hilarious bug, obviously. So yeah, wow. <laughs> every second you started seeing this. And I mean, and, and for what it's worth, that's one of the really cool advantages to having some technologies like this because you can start understanding what's happening on a system in a way you couldn't in the past. Right. So we can find certain, you know, maybe performance or even just bizarre behavior yeah. that, that then obviously we can get fixed as time goes on. So that, that reminds me a lot of whenever uh, we, we went from RHEL 4 to RHEL 5, and we're, we're putting SE Linux into enforcing mode, and all the bugs we discovered oh, yeah, of yeah. like, wait a minute, why is Firefox reading Etsy whatever, you know, when it or, or looking in weird places, and we were able to yeah. uh, fix a lot of bugs and, and strengthen the security posture just by turning on capabilities like that. Yeah, yeah, and I mean, and that's always one of those, I guess, unexpected consequences yes. anytime you have a technology like this is it, it gives you a view into something in a way you didn't have before. Yep. And there's always hilarious bugs. Right. <laughs> that really nobody knows why they're even there. Yeah. But I mean, that's part of the fun. And, and so I can't wait for that. that that's really going to be a big one for me, I think. Yeah, yeah. And and uh, so what else is up? What, else, what are some of your other favorites? Uh, we've got Robin Price and Martin Priestler are doing yeah. an OpenSCAP lab, yeah. which is, for those of you who don't know, OpenSCAP is a technology Red Hat has that, you know, SCAP, the security content and automation protocol, which is a mouthful. But the idea is you have a policy, essentially, and you run the scanner on your system, mm -hmm. and it determines, you know, are you compliant with this policy? And you can see the advantage here. You can have things like, you know, the disastig is one of the things it does. But then we're also investigating something like, what about PCI compliance? Or right. what other sort of things can we scan for here? And so those guys will walk you through kind of how it works, what you can do with it, and show you some examples. And, and SCAP is... From my perspective, it is one of the coolest technologies Red Hat has today that, mm -hmm. that we're not working on, perhaps, mm -hmm. but rather exists, just because it, it ties into satellite, it ties into cloud forms, we've got it in RHEL. It's incredibly exciting and, without a doubt, one of those things that we understand is part of the future of everything we do. Right, right. And Well, and speaking of that, um, there was one of the other sessions that we were, were real excited about uh, with Lucy Kerners presenting this. And um, between Robin Price got top presenter at the summit, we got Lucy got top presenter at the summit, um, and you know, and Sean Wells uh, got uh, and Jeff Blank they got top presenter at the summit. And of it would to me is crazy because uh, these top presenter awards are all about compliance, which you would think. What you know to go to a conference <laughs> to see a presentation on compliance and then kill it with with uh, uh, and got top presenter awards is really a testament to their their presentation abilities, but also the content they're coming up with. Well, let's face yeah. it. Uh, I think historically speaking, compliance was the boring, terrible topic nobody right. wanted to cover. Right. Right. That's it's, eating your broccoli or whatever, and, and now it's getting top presenter awards. Yeah. But, yeah. Yeah. So what's what's going on with the one that Lucy's doing? So Lucy's talking about automating your compliance. And this kind of open SCAP is unquestionably a part of this story. And we've right. got Ansible in, yeah. in the bucket as well yeah. that helps with that. And then we've got our management tools. And I think automated compliance is 
becoming a huge deal, not just in the public sector. I know a lot of this stuff started out as public sector requirements just because for obvious reasons, right? I mean, they're, they're, they have needs that others do not necessarily. Right. But what I see now in the private sector is this is becoming a thing in every industry. Everywhere you go, everyone I talk to, compliance comes up as probably their biggest headache today. Because let's face it, compliance is not the easiest thing in the world to deal with. Yes. But at the same time, it's fascinating to me that what has historically been viewed as a public sector problem yes. is now just called a problem. Yes. Because everyone has to deal with this. You know, you got PCI compliance to worry about, you got HIPAA, you've got SOCs. There's there's so many things going on. And and the funny thing about this is generally speaking, when you would look at public sector, they were seen as kind of the technology laggards, right? right. right. But in this instance, like you guys figured this out. Yeah, <laughs> and now yeah. it's everyone else has to get on the bus. Yeah. And so it's really cool. But also I'm really happy because, you know, the Red Hat Public Sector Group at least had the insight to do a lot of this stuff right and in a way that now we can reuse this work elsewhere yes. instead of it being just kind of this one-off crazy public sector thing that nobody else can use. I mean, yeah. OpenSCAP is a great example of this where we're, we're going to take it and we're going to use it elsewhere. Yes. And in fact, there is tons of interest I see from non-public sector organizations asking about OpenSCAP and satellite specifically of how do I use this to help me do my job better and faster. Yeah. And so it, it's fascinating. Yeah, we. I know with the latest uh, versions of the SCAP Security Guide, we actually have had contributions from like uh, Lufthansa and uh, I think United uh, and yeah, some other like other airlines crazy, and stuff. Right? And um, the other thing too is is like what you said too is with uh, uh, you know public sector and you know it's, we we have all these weird crazy requirements and um, you know we often would get the Heisman from the, the product management saying oh the, what's the addressable right. market and that's a crazy public sector thing and one of the things that I always try to do is try to find the uh, the biggest addressable market possible to say that it's not just a uh, a public sector thing, so we could spread out the engineering costs across yep. to be yep. addressable to all our customers. And this even, and I would say that OpenSCAP isn't the first time we've done this. SE Linux is, I would argue, is one of the first times That's where true. it went from being a uh, something that uh, that NSA led the the way with that we productize, and now it's enabled and enforcing by default. Well, in fact, I just had this conversation with one of our engineering managers who oversees the SE Linux group is. You look at SC Linux today at Red Hat and OpenShift as a product couldn't exist right. without SC Linux is, is like the perfect example of that, right? It's amazing what has happened in that space. And yes. it, it's fascinating. You're right. It came out of public sector, right? Like, what do those guys know? You know yeah. Maybe they're yeah. onto something here. Yeah. So going back to Lucy's talk, um, one of the things that, that I've seen her, I think she presented on this last year at Defense in Depth was the integration of satellite with cloud forms. And then we purchased uh, Ansible and I went back to Lucy and I'm like, can we add Ansible into the mix in this? And she's like, I think we could do it and let me try it out. And, and she did it. And that's that's what this talk is about. And she presented at the summit and got uh, top presenter co-presented with Matt Mycini on it. And so uh, that's really exciting that, that she's coming to uh, present on this too. So that's awesome. Fantastic. Yeah. So um, before we wrap up, I wanted to cross promote your podcast. So you got a whole security podcast going on. I, so, what, I did. so this is new. So what's, yes. what's going on with that? Tell us it, about it's it. It's interesting. So uh, myself and a fellow named Kurt Seifried mm -hmm. have started what we're calling the Open Source Security Podcast. And we're yeah. at opensourcesecuritypodcast.com for anyone interested. 
And it's been fascinating. I mean, so one of the complaints we've always had is there's a number of security podcasts out there, and I love podcasts, right? We got this this one show I've heard of, the the Dave and Gunner show or something, right? right? It's I, awesome. Well, I mean, in, in in all seriousness, I would not call you guys strictly security, right? You, no. You venture off into other areas. Parenting. Say, right, right. Yeah, parenting, right. webcams. Uh, your daughter, who's very successful, obviously, you know, and that's great, right? That, that's <laughs> it, it, it's a great podcast. But from the purely like like tinfoil hat security perspective, one of the things Kurt and I always complained about is that there's really not a focus on open source because open source has some bizarre problems and consequences yeah. in the security space. And for a long time, we talked about this. Oh, we should do this. We should do that. We should do this. And finally, we said, screw it. Let's just do this. Let's see what happens. And we've probably spent the last three or four months just putting the pieces together. It's surprisingly more work to record audio and publish it on the internet than I expected it to be. Oh, yeah. But it's I've learned a ton. You know, I'm learning how to edit audio. I'm learning how to deal with how to record things correctly. I've got I had to figure out, you know, how do you host a podcast? I had no idea. Yeah, I mean, yeah. it actually took me a really long time to figure out because there's a bunch of providers. Who do I choose? How do I want to do it? And it was it, it's been fascinating, but I, I love it, right? It's been fantastic to do. And we've got three episodes out right now. We just recorded the fourth today. That should up be up hopefully in a day or two. And yeah, I mean, so far it's going really well. I'm really happy with it. I wouldn't say it's it's a, a knockout success at this point, but as these things generally go, you've got to grow them slow yeah. it, it's for what it is. And that's good, too, because let's face it, the first couple episodes are are not good. Right? No, I, I, I need to go back in the vault and listen to, like, Dave and Gunner episode one. Oh, and you I, probably I, don't want to. No, the, the comments are in the, like, I remember the first couple comments on the first episode. I forget who, who commented, but they're like, yeah, great content, but Dave needs to get a real mic or something like that, you know, and it's... <laughs> And it's like I wasn't fully committed to the whole podcasting sure. thing yet. And it's like, all right. It's like, all right, I'll cough up the money and I'll get a mic. And, and uh, we're, we're doing it for real now. But uh, nice. But that's, that's awesome. So if people – so to get all the links to where Defense in Depth is, your open source security podcast, and, and all the other stuff that we talked about today, where, where should we send them? Uh, you want to go to dgshow.org. Yeah. Everyone's favorite website, right? Yeah, yeah. Dan Walsh's homepage. And Dan Walsh, we, we talked about Defense in Depth and didn't mention Dan Walsh is going to be there. What, is, so. what does Dan do again? Like, I don't know. <laughs> security, <laughs> containers, all that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, yeah. I, I know Dan's going to give a, a container security talk, which will no doubt be the most entertaining talk of the show, right, yeah. if nothing else. Yeah. No, Dan always does a great job, and he really knows his stuff, which is which is wonderful. Yeah, no, I'm looking forward to seeing him uh, present, too. So, yeah. Awesome. Excellent. Is he bringing coloring books? Yes, he, we're going to have coloring books. Are there going to be crayons? No. Ah, no. see, that's always no. the rough one. I, there, I think there's crayons. a government regulation. I don't know if we're allowed to do that or not. But What, give people crayons? I don't know. I don't oh, know. Okay. I'm making it up. Oh, that's fair. Well, but um, I, I could see that, you know, yeah, stranger things. Uh, have happened. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's an OSHA rule or something. But, um, but we will. There, I did allude to us having a surprise at the event, and that surprise is on track to happen. I still don't want to say it out loud. I don't want to jinx it. Um, but uh, if anybody knows Major Hayden, um, I'll, I'll leave it at that. And and uh, something that Major has worked on uh, will make an appearance there. So, oh boy, yeah. So you got to be there or be square. So, so with that, thanks, Josh, for joining, and we'll catch everybody next time. It's a pleasure as always, Dave. Thank you. Mm-hmm.